It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello, race fans, and welcome to this week's edition of Southern Race Week. We're headed into the Quick Trip Folds of Honor 500 Atlanta Motor Speedway Race Weekend, and I'm WB, a.k.a. William Barber, and this week on the show, boys and girls, as we get ready to go into Atlanta Motor Speedway, saddened that we won't have the ability for us fans to be able to go to the track, but we are going to be having some great racing at the track and you can watch it all live on TV and going to tell you how you can be a part of the virtual tailgate party. That's right. Atlanta Motor Speedway is going to be having a virtual tailgate party. Going to tell you more about that in just a second, but let's talk about who Alfie has on this week's show. That's right. Y'all chiming in already. Don't forget, send us those emails. Also, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and so forth. But, hey, coming up on this week's show, guest Brandon Hutchison, the general manager for Atlanta Motor Speedway. He's going to talk with Alfie about this weekend's racing. And Lieutenant Colonel Dan Arooney, founder of Folds of Honor, uh, is going to be on with Alfred as well, along with Doug Rice from PRN. Talking about how it is to do the race play-by-play without fans sitting in the stands laughing at what they say as they do the race each week. Every week here on the show, we love to get you started talking about some of the NASCAR things that's going on. And we're going to jump straight into it because I am so excited as we come into the race weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway. We got the truck series race. We got the Xfinity series race. And... We got the NASCAR race going on Saturday and Sunday. The two Xfinity and Truck Series back-to-back. And then Sunday, of course, the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500. And talking about the Truck Series race for the second straight season, Austin Hill heads home to Georgia with the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoor Truck Series points lead in his hand. That's right. Austin Hill from Georgia, driver of the number 16 United Rentals Toyota Tundra, holds a 17-point advantage in the championship standings coming into Atlanta Motor Speedway after three consecutive top 10 finishes to begin his year. He is uh, aiming for a landmark win at his home track and to become the second series regular to tally a victory this season. So he's looking real good, strong out the gate. And, you know, if you're talking about him and his Atlanta Motor Speedway history, you know, this being his home track, uh, four prior starts uh, to this season. uh, And he just loves getting behind the wheel of Atlanta Motor Speedway. This is Kim Coon from MRN, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello, and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. Network itself as we get excited and pumped up for the Folds of Honor QT 500 weekend this upcoming weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway. The Truck Series, the Xfinity Series, and the Cup Series will all be in action Saturday and Sunday. FX, FS1 and Fox will be carrying all the action for you. MRN and PRN will have the radio action for you as well. So uh, let's hesitate no longer. Let's head on over to the Food Depot hotline. And welcome in the main man in charge over at Atlanta Motor Speedway, ladies and gentlemen, friend of the show, Mr. Brandon Hutchinson. 
Mr. Uh, Hutchinson. Thank you very much, Alfie. I appreciate it, man. It's good to be with you, and uh, always fun to talk to you. Oh, well, it's always a pleasure having you on the show, Mr. Hutchinson. Thank you so much for taking time out of a very busy schedule. I know you guys are getting ready for the Folds of Honor QT 500 weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Now, this was the first race that was postponed due to the COVID-19 situation, but you guys were rescheduled. You're back. So how excited are you and your crew to uh, bring NASCAR Nation into AMS with the trucks, Xfinity, and the Cup Series Saturday and Sunday at AMS? You know, we're beyond excited. You know, as you said, we were the first race that had to press pause when the pandemic started up back in March. So we were all geared up and ready to go for the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 back in March. We've had to wait about three months, but uh, we're we're very, very excited to be able to get race cars back on track at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Now, we we know the sad news, unfortunately, that fans will not have access to this year's race, which is quite unfortunate. You guys put on a great show every year, great racing, great finishes. We all know about the history of Atlanta Motor Speedway, 60 years that you guys are celebrating and I, I know for you guys it's bittersweet that you are going to be able to have this race weekend, but also unfortunate that the fans are not going to be able to attend. So what are you doing for the fans to make sure that they are uh, taken care of during this uh, kind of uh, crazy situation that you guys find yourselves in? Well, you know, Alfie, it is exactly what you said. It's bittersweet at heart. We're race fans, and we definitely understand that without our race fans, we don't exist. We don't do what we do. So we're not thrilled to have to race without them in the facility, but we do understand that uh, in working with the state and local governments, it's just something that we had to agree to to be able to wave the green flag on the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500. You know, without them being in the stands, there's not a lot we can do um, other than be able to bring them and be the first to bring live sporting events back to the state of Georgia. So we're really excited about that. It's a big responsibility for us, not just to keep the competitors and the essential staff that will be on hand safe, but the community safe as well. So, you know, we are, uh, we're working on a a couple of things for the pre-race package that they'll see when they tune in live on Fox on Sunday and on Fox and FS1 on Saturday um, but, yeah, we're, we're certainly in a position that we never thought we would be in in racing without the fans in the facility. And I can promise you this, the second that it is safe to bring them back, we'll certainly be producing live events and uh, we'll be happy to do so. Now, in the previous weeks, we've spoken to Greg Walter of Charlotte. We spoke to Jerry Caldwell last week from Bristol Motor Speedway, kind of get their insights of how they've been preparing the tracks for everything that is going on, time, you know, temperature checks, uh, making sure everyone has their masks, that the, you know, facilities are, are ready to go and, and clean and, and all of that. Uh, have you had the opportunity to speak with Greg and, and Jerry uh, from Bristol and Charlotte and kind of get their perspectives of what they did to prepare for when the teams arrived at the tracks? And, and have you been able to kind of uh, go back and forth with them and, and get their thoughts and, and information to utilize at Atlanta Motor Speedway when NASCAR comes into town? Yeah, you know, as you know, Charlotte Motor Speedway and Bristol Motor Speedway are both sister tracks. We all are under the Speedway Motorsports umbrella, so have been working closely with them, have been working closely with NASCAR to make sure that we have a 
a list of protocols and guidelines that will be met. And again, thank you to Governor Brian Kemp for working so closely with us and supporting us. The local Henry County government as well, the, the county manager's office, have been very supportive of what we've done. We're going to make sure that we first and foremost um, reduce the number of staff to a limit that is, again, just essential staffing here. So we won't have nearly as many people on hand to put on the event that we normally would. We're going to make sure that because we have the entire infield available to us without campers, we're going to make sure that we spread out the uh, the footprint of the event as much as we can to um, to make sure there's social distancing. Each garage stall has a hand sanitizing station that has been installed. Each team has their own portable toilet that they will be able to use throughout the day, so we're not even sharing restrooms. They will be required to social distance themselves. We're making sure that if you're part of a, a race team, you stay on the infield. If you're a driver, you come in and you go to your motorhome and you stay in your motorhome until it's time to race. If you're part of the control tower staff, you stay in the control tower. We're not going to cross-pollinate all of the different scopes of works just to ensure that you know we stay as safe as we possibly can. We've got masks on hand. Everybody will be required to wear a mask. And before you can even come into the facility, you're going to have to go through a screening process. So we'll take your temperature. We'll make sure that we're asking all of the right questions. We'll have medical experts out there just to make sure that before anybody is allowed in, they don't have any symptoms of, of the virus and they certainly don't have a temperature. So lots and lots of steps are being taken to make sure that we stay as safe as we possibly can. Speaking with Brandon Hutchinson here on a Southern Race Week Radio as we get set for the Folds of Honor QT 500 weekend Saturday and Sunday at Atlanta Motor Speedway with the doubleheader on Saturday with the trucks and Xfinity and then the cup race on Sunday. Uh, Mr. Hutchinson, we know the tremendous history that Atlanta Motor Speedway has. It's celebrating its 60th anniversary uh, this year. And uh, over the last few weeks that I've been quarantined, I've been watching a lot of the classic races from AMS. And to see how the track has changed uh, over the years and years and years that has been in existence is truly tremendous. Now, I know you, you've worked at Atlanta Motor Speedway for uh, a great, great deal of time. Is there uh, any particular memory of the track when you've been working there that sticks out at you, that um, that you really cherish uh, working at AMS? You know, I've been here for over 25 years now, Alfie, and so there are so many memories that I've been able to experience while here some great memories, some not so great memories, like when we were hit with the tornado back in the early 2000s. Um, but the the racing event that stands out the most to me, there's there's two actually. One would be Jeff Gordon's first championship in 1995. That was my first year here, so I got to experience that. And then second um, is is the Kevin Earn, uh, Kevin Harvick win after Earnhardt's death. You know. He was in the he was in the uh, the same car the three car of course he was number twenty nine at the time but it was that same team it was that same car and to have him battle to the finish it was a photo finish with him and Jeff Gordon for Kevin Harvick not only to get his first win but to get that first win for the team after Earnhardt's passing was just a very special moment not just for me but for the entire team for all the fans that were on hand just a very very special moment but yeah over the years. We've had so many cool events, whether it's racing events, concerts, 
um, you know, Legends events that we've had, our Friday night drag program, lots of lots of fun times here at the Speedway, but uh, have created some of the best memories in my life. Now, Brandon, it's it's so great. The numbers have been on the rise as far as NASCAR fans watching the races at Charlotte, uh, Bristol, as well as uh, Darlington as well. As, uh, as we mentioned, there's no sports going on right now, so NASCAR is pretty much the only game in town if you want to watch a live sporting event. So you might have an opportunity to welcome in some new NASCAR fans who not might not be familiar with Atlanta Motor Speedway. For maybe some of those listeners who haven't checked out a race at AMS, what would you describe uh, a race at Atlanta Motor Speedway during a Cup Series race? Well, we've run more 500-mile races than anybody currently on the circuit. We've raced annually since July 31st, 1960. So not only are we one of the most historic tracks that you could tune in and watch, but we're one of the fastest tracks that you can tune in and watch as well. We'll be entering turn one well over 200 miles an hour. So they'll average lap speeds here almost as quick as they will average lap speeds anywhere. We've got three groove racetracks, so they'll be running three wide into the turns. And we've got some of the most historic finishes that you'll ever see in NASCAR history. So we expect nothing less. As you said, the, the racing has been great. The storylines are just coming out of the woodworks oh, yeah. week after week after week. You know, we've got the Vet Ticks Camping World 200 on Saturday. The truck race has 47 entries. So seven of those car trucks aren't even going to start. We're going to have a full field of 40 trucks starting. We've got the Echo Park 250. And, and as you know, the dash for cash was set last night. So, um, you know, Noah Gragson and some of those other guys, you know, the top four drivers that finished at Bristol last night will be vying for $100,000 at Atlanta Motor Speedway. So the stakes are high for the Echo Park 250 as well. And then the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500, you know, with Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, Joey Logano. There's so many storylines that have developed over the past couple of weeks that I look for exciting racing all weekend. And that's uh, Chase's home track. So all of us here in Atlanta certainly pulling for the number nine. And he's definitely been in a little bit of NASCAR news lately dealing with uh, some racing action. But as you mentioned, the racing has been so exciting. So if you're uh, new to the sport or an average fan and haven't watched a lot of racing lately, uh, you've been really treated to some great, great uh, racing and finishes at uh, all the tracks uh, over the last uh, few weeks as NASCAR is back. Uh, so we're really looking forward to it. FS1, Fox Television will have all the action on television. The Motor Racing Network and the Performance Racing Network will have the radio coverage for you as well. So it should be exciting. A doubleheader Saturday with the trucks and Xfinity and then the Cup Series race on Sunday. Mr. Hutchinson, if our listeners want to keep up with what's going on at the track, I know you guys got a lot going on. For those listening on our, our flagship station out of Atlanta, You've got uh, Thursday Night Thunder, Friday Night Drag is going to be kicking off here shortly. So if our listeners want to get information of what's going on at the track, where can they go to get that info? Yeah, they can follow us on Twitter at AMS Updates, or they can just go online to AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com and check out everything that we're doing on a daily basis here at Atlanta Motor Speedway. We are going to be hosting a watch party for the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 this weekend, so they can go to the website find out how to uh, tune into that it's going to be a big time you know again we are so excited to be able to have race cars back on track at atlanta motor speedway we wish that we could have the fans with us in the facility but we can't do that right now safely so we just hope that they'll tune in live for the watch party party we hope that they'll tune in live on fox or fs1 
it's going to be a big weekend. Well, we're looking forward to it here locally in Atlanta, as I mentioned. Uh, not going to be able to be there in uh, attendance, but we'll be watching on television and cheering our hearts out for Chase Elliott. Uh, Mr. Hutchinson, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio, and hopefully we'll talk to you again down the road uh, soon, my friend. Hey, listen, always a pleasure. I appreciate you having me. Hi, this is Greg Walter, General Manager of the Charlotte Motor Speedway, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. And welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself as we get set for the Folds of Honor QT500 weekend. At Atlanta Motor Speedway, very excited for this upcoming event, which was postponed. Of course, this was supposed to be ran back in mid-March, but the whole COVID-19 situation put a halt to uh, pretty much everything in the sports world up until recently as NASCAR has returned and the rescheduled Folds of Honor QT 500 weekend coming up Saturday and Sunday with the trucks and the Xfinity Series on Saturday And then Sunday afternoon, the Cup Series race, the Folds of Honor QT500. And we head on over to the Food Depot hotline as I am honored and privileged to be joined by the founder of the Folds of Honor. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney. Lieutenant Colonel, uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to uh, join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Hope hope you're doing well wherever you are calling your home base right now, sir. Yeah, no, we are so excited, obviously, to be back in the, in the race business. And uh, earlier in the year, we did not know that would be the case, but uh, really fired up to... Uh, to host the most patriotic race um, in America with our friends at Quick Trip and, and Coca-Cola Sunday at Atlanta Motor Speedway and uh, just feeling really blessed and excited at this point. Your social media has been blowing up since this is kind of like that graduation season. All over your social media, you've been recognizing a lot of those uh, students who have been recognized and honored with a scholarship that's from the Folds of Honor. So before we talk about race weekend, how great is it for you to see all these uh, men and women who have received scholarships, uh, benefits from you guys at the Folds of Honor? That is our why, these uh, these families that, that we support. And, uh, you know, just through our partnership with Quick Trip, they've donated over $12 million. That's 2,400 scholarships. And uh, we talk about scholarships, but the real ROI is when we send these spouses and and children from military families who either had somebody killed or disabled. Uh, They graduate and they go out in the world and they do extraordinary things. And, uh, you know, we've talked uh, obviously so much about COVID lately. And, you know, we have uh, many, many uh, recipients that have gone on to to be in the medical field, whether that's doctors or, or nurses, first responders and it just, uh, you know, comes full circle um, during this graduation season of, of 2020. And, you know, it's, it is definitely our why. And, uh, you know, our commitment is, is never wavered since we started 12 years ago at Folds of Honor. And that is to, to honor the sacrifice of our military men and women by educating the, the legacy of our fallen and disabled veterans. And, you know, this race is so unique, uh, really, in the world of sports. When you you look at a a major um, sporting event that is specifically tied in solely around a cause and, you know, all the credit to to Quick Trip for, you know, writing the sponsorship dollar so we can tell a story on, you know, Fox Sports and, 
and radio and, and television across the country uh, about the fact that there's you know 1.5 million family members that have had somebody killed or disabled in Iraq and Afghanistan, and that's very personal. I've done three tours of duty in Iraq, and I understand that freedom isn't free, but um, you know we've got nine out of ten of those those families, that 1.5 million, that don't get any federal education assistance, and that is why. These moments that shine a bright light on, on this need are so important and so impactful. Speaking of Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney, the founders of the Folds of Honor charity here on Southern Race Week, as we get set for the Folds of Honor QT 500 weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Now, NASCAR is back. It's one of the first sports that are being uh, returning back to action on television, on radio. The numbers have been extremely well for Darlington, uh, Charlotte, and as well as Bristol, and now Atlanta is going to be under the spotlight. Tell us how important now is it for you to have that sponsorship availability on this race? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's a great opportunity for NASCAR. Um, certainly, and you know, we're we're drafting, uh, pun intended, off of the resurgence of NASCAR fans and people that are new to the sport. Just because there are limited choices when you turn on the TV Sunday afternoon and, and you want to get some sports in, so it's it's really fun to see new people coming to the sport. But for us specifically as as a charity, again, it's so important because we raise a lot of our money through galas and golf tournaments and all these traditional gathering events, concerts that have ceased to exist during COVID. And uh, I would say that this race is more important than ever to us. And I think uh, what you'll see when you tune into at Fox is, uh, is, you know, a real compelling ask to, uh, to become a wingman, as we call it. That's a $13 a month donation to assist in in funding these scholarships. And, you know, we're in a position, thankfully, where we're going to send what we call all of our legacy recipients to, uh, to school next year. And so that'll be about 4,000 spouses and kids. But for the first time in history, we, we won't probably be able to fund any new applications. And uh, that's why, you know, just, just with donations being down and, you know, it's like every business and, and, and certainly most charities across the country, these are, are really challenging times. And uh, so we're hopeful a bigger audience will tune in and, and more importantly, they'll take action and, uh, and visit our website at foldsofhonor.org and and uh, consider becoming a wingman. And I know during the broadcast, there are going to be uh, lots of calls to action about why this race is so unique um, in really all of sports, but certainly in NASCAR, and that it is uh, designed to fuel the dreams of, of military children and spouses who've had somebody killed or disabled uh, defending our freedoms. Now, uh, Lieutenant Colonel, with now to, uh, you know, fans being able to come out to the race more than ever, you're going to be relying a lot on those online donations and i'm sure you're going to have a large uh, audience of people tuning in and watching the race here locally in atlanta and along our stations on the network who are carry the program and also our podcast listeners as well if they want to donate and help out the great cause the great organization where can they go to make those donations and to get info about the folds of honor charity itself yeah, so the the best place, I mean, you can tune in for the broadcast, and they'll be pumping out our website, which is foldsofhonor.org. And there's also a Venmo at Folds of Honor. It's the quickest and simplest way to make, you know, a 5 or $10 donation. And, uh, you know, we're just, as I said, really hopeful that uh, that people will find um, find it in their heart to, to join our mission and support these military families. Well, the Motor Racing Network and the Performance Racing Network will be in town with the radio coverage. Fox and FS1 will have all the television coverage of the doubleheader on Saturday with Trucks and Xfinity. 
and then the uh, Folds of Honor QT500 on Sunday afternoon. Now, Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Good luck to your charity throughout the year. and looking forward to uh, talking to you again next year when we get ready to come back to Atlanta for another great NASCAR race. Amen, and we'll be there in person uh, <laughs> next year, and it's exciting. I know Quick Trip's in for at least another year of sponsorship, and we are blessed to uh, be a part of it and have a great impact in the state of Georgia. We've got about 1,300 recipients that Folds of Honor sends the school down there, and uh, so we're making a difference in, in Georgia and across the country. But thanks for having me on, and uh, looking forward to the most patriotic race, the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 on Sunday. Hey, this is Brandon Jones, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Hello, and welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself. As we get set for racing this upcoming weekend at Atlanta Motor Speedway, the Folds of Honor QT 500 weekend will have the trucks and Xfinity on Sunday and then the Cup Series race on Sunday afternoon. So very excited to see those cars uh, head around that super, super fast speedway. And one of the many gentlemen and women who will be on uh, on site calling all the action for the Performance Racing Network. Ladies and gentlemen, let's head on over to the Food Depot phone line and welcome in the one and only the lead announcer for the Performance Racing Network and also host of Fast Talk, which you can also hear on the Performance Racing Network as well. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Doug Rice. All right, thanks a lot for the uh, tremendous introduction there. Looking forward to heading down to the ATL this weekend. Ah, we are so excited for your crew to be out at Land Motor Speedway this upcoming weekend for the Folds of Honor QT 500 weekend, which is uh, really strange because... That was the first race on the schedule that was postponed due to the COVID-19 situation. And now here we are back with NASCAR back on the track, television, radio, carrying all the action. Uh, And we're excited for yourself, along with the rest of the PRN crew, to be at Atlanta Motor Speedway calling all the action. So you guys were in action this past weekend at Bristol Motor Speedway, your first uh, race uh, that you guys called. Uh, so what was it? Well, I guess Charlotte as well. So you've got a couple of races, one of the really large facility, one at a much smaller facility. So how was it like calling a race without the fans in attendance? How strange was that for you? For me personally, it was more impactful at Bristol because that's a smaller venue with a huge capacity. You're intimate in there with a big, big crowd normally. And to just have aluminum and concrete, was a was a little bit of a distraction. Now, once the race starts, we're fine because we're watching the cars on the track, and that's all we care about. But the lead-in to Bristol was rather stark. Uh, I work at Charlotte Motor Speedway full-time. That's where the PRN studios are located. So coming into here and seeing the place empty isn't anything new because most of the time that's the way it is. But to go out to Bristol and not see campers and fans – uh, that was a, it was a little bit eerie to be honest. So for you guys to kick off the season resume and for many of, you know, people out there, you're maybe drawing some new fans who have probably never seen NASCAR before because it's the only really live sport that is going on right now. So for you guys to have such exciting racing to re kick off the season for those fans who are the casual fans who are checking it out because the ratings have been extremely well over the last few races, how is it important for you guys to put a good product out there right now while you might have some new eyes that are checking it out maybe for the first time? I feel like the Bristol race 
uh, was excellent. Yeah. A lot of action. That track tends to lend itself to a lot of action, a lot of excitement, not green flag runs where guys have eight-second leads. And you had everything there. You had a big crash with the leaders coming up at the end of the race, taking each other out with Chase Elliott and Joey Logano. Uh, you had 17 cautions. Uh, it was a compact amount of time. And it went off on time. There was no rain delay. That's been one of the problems with all these races is mm -hmm. there's been weather in the area holding them up. And the ratings for the race were very, very good. It was better than last year's Bristol ratings and one of the highest events on FS1 ever. So there, there are some trends in the positive way. And I feel like that was a good race. If I'm not a race fan and I'm just a sports fan and I'm jonesing for something and I watch that, I'm going like, okay, that was that was entertaining. That that kept me interested for a couple of hours. And I think that's a big thing. I think sometimes uh, we're our own worst enemies when we do races and we talk in jargon that people don't understand, tight, loose, and things like that. And if I if I watch racing, that means nothing to me. Uh, and I feel like the te television networks have done a nice job. And, and we realize uh, PRN and MRN both have picked up probably 75 to 100 new affiliates because there are sports stations that have no sports. Right. And all of a sudden they're calling us saying, can we, can we carry the races? We want to put advertising somewhere. So uh, the, in, in a weird way, it's been a benefit to both the radio networks. Uh, speaking of Doug Rice here, the Performance Racing Network on Sunday Race Week Radio as the PRN crew along with MRN will be in town this weekend for uh, the Folds of Honor QT 500 weekend. So, Doug, as you make your way to the uh, south here and Atlanta Motor Speedway, what are you looking forward to as far as uh, action at AMS? And especially for maybe those fans who are not used to seeing a race at AMS, what can you describe to the listener for uh, their first experience of watching racing at Atlanta Motor Speedway? I like I like AMS. Not just because that's your home track, but it always produces pretty good racing. Uh, it's a multi-groove racetrack. You can run on the bottom and the middle up top. They often do. Uh, it lends itself to close finishes. The asphalt is old. It's worn out. And that sounds weird, but that usually makes for better racing. Uh, tire fall off is a lot. Uh, I, I like the, the shows at AMS. Uh, if I could change one thing... It would be a 400-mile race and not 500, but that's that's my own thoughts on that. But I, I usually produces a really good show there. And one of the things I did during my off time and not having a lot of NASCAR to watch was I watched a lot of the classic races at AMS. And i got to say, there's so many amazing races, so many amazing finishes, so many historical events that happened in AMS because back in the day, Atlanta Motor Speedway was usually the final race of the season, so you're always crowning a champion and as far as your years of covering racing and the way that the track has changed over the, the years that you've been there? Well, it used to be a pure oval. Yeah. And then after Bruton Smith bought it, he changed the configuration to more of a, a tri-oval with a dog leg along the front stretch, which used to be the back stretch, so you can build more grandstands when you build a track that way. That was the thinking then. And uh, the old configuration, 1992, when a lot of people consider one of the biggest days ever in the history of NASCAR is when Alan Kowicki won the championship by staying out and leading one more lap 
than Bill Elliott. And there were like seven drivers heading into that race that had a shot at winning the title. And Kowicki, with his little underdog, underfunded team, came out with a championship that day. That that was a big day. Uh, obviously, we've seen some very, very close finishes there with guys winning by a matter of feet. Uh, Dale Earnhardt won a race that way mm-hmm. one time there, and that was very, very dramatic. Of course, Kevin Harvick came there and won after Earnhardt's death at Daytona in just the third start in his career. Huge day. Uh, I remember Carl Edwards winning his first race there, and you know that started him off on a great career. So there have been a lot of hallmark moments at Atlanta Motor Speedway, and uh, I'm hoping we'll see one of those this Sunday. Well, we're looking forward to it. All the action you can hear on the Performance Racing Network. You can download the free app on your phone, which is how I listen to it. I listen to it all, all the action from PRN on the app there. Or you can go to goprn.com and check out all the live uh, streams, all the podcasts, including uh, Doug's show, uh, Fast Talk, which is usually on Monday, wrapping up all the action from over the weekend and previewing what's coming up that uh, particular week as well. So, uh, Doug, if our listeners want to follow you on social media, keep up with what's going on in the latest in NASCAR news, where can they go to follow you on social media, my friend? Easy to do. You can follow the network at PRN Live. You can follow me personally at RiceMan61. And oh. I have a lot of fun on there. I, I, oh. I try not to be too heavy. Well, I, I enjoy following you on a Twitter. You always have a lot of Great, great uh, tweets. I really enjoy following you, and I think the listeners will uh, as well. Uh, Mr. Rice, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Good luck in the rest of your PR and crew this upcoming Sunday and uh, Saturday as well, and uh, looking forward to hearing and talking to you uh, down the road again soon. Can't wait to get there. Thanks for having me. I'm Adam Alexander, part of the NASCAR coverage on Fox Sports 1, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. Well, folks, it's about time to wrap up this edition of Southern Race Week. I want to thank y'all for tuning in. I want to especially thank Brandon Hutchison, the Southern Race Week guy, favorite GM of the world, uh, the GM and general manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway, for being on the show today, talking about the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 this weekend. Also, thank Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney from the Folds of Honor, founder, in fact, of the Folds of Honor. Uh, and also our good buddy Doug Rice from PRN, who'll be doing the play-by-play, lap-by-lap coverage of the race from Atlanta Motor Speedway. Check out PRN.com for your race listing. And you can listen to it on their app, just as easy as anything. Hey, don't forget, you can find uh, our show, Southern Race Week, on iTunes. That's right. Now on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. You can go back and listen to previous shows, and you can uh, follow it, like it, and uh, every time it's updated, you'll get a notification. Don't forget also, you can find us on Facebook, Southern Race Week. It's facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. You can find me uh, and the show at SRW Radio on Twitter. You can find Alfie at Alfie underscore 19, and you can find me on Twitter at WB Radio Network and on Instagram at William Barber. It's been a great week, and I tell you, as we get closer and closer to the race at Atlanta Motor Speedway, I know as someone who lives literally 10 minutes or 15 minutes from the racetrack, it is going to be all I can do to keep myself away from the racetrack. But I will be sitting outside listening to the cars rumble by all Saturday and Sunday long as I sit just outside the track listening to the wonderful sounds of NASCAR returning to Atlanta Motor Speedway this weekend. Until next week, folks, I'm WB. Y'all stay tuned and stay well. This edition of Southern Race Week driven by Food Depot.